anybody. I think we have our guest on the line, Richard. Yes, I think so. You're talking to him. Yes. Hello? Yeah. Hi, Susan. Can you hear? Hi. How are you? Good. Is this, can you hear us? Yeah, we can. I can. Okay, great. I'm here with Claude. I have you on speakerphone, but we're the only two in the room. Okay. Good afternoon. Well, Hi, Claude. Claude is here what's too. going on and what Claude is going to be doing at uh, the City Lights Gallery. Well, um, right now we have a beautiful exhibit up at the gallery. It's called Sometimes I Feel Like I'm Not Really Here. It's a solo exhibit um, of Claude Desir Jr., who uh, exhibited with us in a group show last year and before that had an installation in the arcade. And I really just was captured by his work. And when he did, was in the group show, he actually uh, asked if he could do a solo exhibit. So uh, over the year, he's um, created this work, and it's just very provoca- provocative and relevant for what uh, we've gone through in, in 2020, for sure. Okay. Now, Claude, are you there? Yeah. Here. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I'm there. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let me just uh, give our audience an idea of what it is that you're trying or that you want to achieve after they come down to see your show. Because I had some really, uh, I approached it with a great deal of trepidation. Uh, I understand what you're doing, but I was just so surprised that uh, that you could do it the way that you did. And just let our audience know um, what the show is all about. So my show is about um, more so recreating um, the likeness of blackface. So it's like a 1900s old imagery from the Jim Crow era. era. And um, I'm just, my whole purpose is like recreating or reappropriating, in other words, I could say, the image. But not so in like a negative way, more so to start a new conversation for like the new generation. Because um, people around my age, or I could say people even, like, younger, are unaware of this imagery and know the origin. So my whole goal, my end goal, is to basically have it resurface and have people aware of where this imagery is coming from and how it even started. But in a more tasteful manner and trying to not make it come off as offensive as it used to be. Okay. When I think of um, what you're describing as sort of black Americana, Mm -hmm. I've always thought of it as, um, I shouldn't say always, but in the last 20 years, I have thought (laughs) of it as very derogatory imagery. Yeah, and it was everywhere, you know? Yeah, give our listeners an idea of what we're talking about. What, What were these images on? What were they? You know, what were they? Mostly like marketing items from household items to um, things outside of that. Uh, I want to say even for media, like posters, billboards. So you've seen this imagery everywhere. And um, it was marketed, you know. But as it was normal for that time because of the era they were living in. So... But fast forward to present day, I feel like this stuff is still relevant, but it's um, basically still presented the same way, but more in an undertoned or underlining way where you're like, it's not in your face, but it's um, 
I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, but uh, I think you get the gist of what I'm trying to say. Well, I I think of uh, this kind of imagery. It stays with you, right? Yeah, it does. It's it's forever, literally. (laughs) Yeah, if you grew up in the 40s, 50s, 60s, -hmm. 70s, 80s, 90s, and you saw these items in your mother and grandmother's kitchen and house, they, they stayed in your mind. Those images, yeah. Of, so of, subconsciously, you know, subconsciously and and of, and you could say still like um, stuff like Aunt Jemima is still relevant, you know, but it evolves over time. Uncle Ben's rice, you know, those the imagery evolves over time. It's probably less um, derogatory as it was before, but now it's like you know a new way of presenting it but as the normal because it happens for so long so you're used to seeing this imagery and you probably don't even think of it as what it used to be but it's still the same thing but just presented in a less like a lower tone basically watered down see now that's I what say bothered that. me not the fact that you watered it down or anything but yeah. I remember all of those images because I'm much older right. than anybody else on the phone right now. But yeah. if I were to create a show using those images as a white man, older man, mm-hmm. don't you think that people would really dump all over me? Of course, because people operate from a more sensitive place first, you know? Right. So you being a different background and knowing the history behind it, it would be unacceptable. But that was a great question because like what makes it, um, I want to say controversial is like me being a young black man using this imagery and basically doing it not necessarily in the same way, but it still falls along the same lines, but a different message, a different interpretation, a different, but same presentation, you know what I'm saying? But with a different view, though. So um, I thought of that lots of times. And people came to me and said, like, how about if it was even, like, a young white guy doing it? So great question, though. Okay. And then it's interesting, too, that uh, the people who make Uncle Ben's rice and the people who uh, control Aunt Jemima pancakes Mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff are changing it literally today. Mm -hmm. They are. Some of that stuff is still going on. Yeah, it still is. It's still relevant because it has history behind it because it started from this place, this one place. But it was presented a whole different way and had a whole different, you know, meaning, I want to say, behind it. But over time, as it grows, people tend to forget about these things and and forget where they came from and why. So, like I said, it's like the new normal, but it's always been that way. It's just disguised, in a sense. Right. Suzanne, are you still on? Yes, yes I'm here. Hello. Okay. Let me ask you, what do you expect your viewers at your gallery to say or do or a reaction to? Uh, you know, that, that's, a, that's another good question. And um, we actually, because we know that we're going, we know we're going somewhere that um, is, co- you know, potentially confrontational, provocative, but sure. we, also, we also feel that 
we have so much confusion and polarization and anger right now that we just, you know, like when things get bad, don't we have to sometimes have a sit down and talk about stuff and figure it out? I mean, so that we find a common ground again. So we're hoping that this will um, cause that. And so what we've done, because, again, of course, I don't have all the answers. None of us do. We've asked people when they come in to see the exhibit to actually write their um, feelings about the show and post them on a door. We have stickies on them, you know, with people's comments. I uh, reached out to, you know, some community leaders and other art, uh, black artists you know, to help us uh, curate um, part of the show, which, um, you know, does have some blackface imagery in it as well. Some Actually, some um, black Americana memorabilia we have in here. And not a lot but just a few samples so that people uh, get that understanding. And um, I did have feedback from one artist, uh, a black artist, who said, you know, this is, this, some of this is painful for me to look at. So uh, I knew an artist that has work where the roles are changed, you know. Sure. Instead of the, uh, uh, black people being the ones who are oppressed, white people are. And um, uh, at one point, I, I probably would have never thought I would have used this art in an exhibit at the gallery, but I thought for this specific show, we need to kind of balance that feeling of threat and insult. And so we, we put them up. We put them up in context in the second room. But I do have comments from people, and I have to say one person um, thought that um, these were negative images and that basically, you know, it, it wasn't a good idea to bring them out. But that's the, honestly, I'll say it's the only one we receive like that. Other than that, we receive, I am a young black artist. I really appreciate you doing this. Um, somebody else said, um, the work here comes from a place of heart reflection, celebrating even. This subject matter belongs to all. And then somebody wrote, in this climate, this art is needed because it puts a different perspective in your face and makes you think blackface uh, of being reborn. And, you know, um, Claude, when we spoke a lot, uh, I, uh, he, he, coming from a clothing design background, right. he said, this is, re- this is rebranding. And I, and I, you know, that's, and I don't want to use word speech or anything like that, but I do think he is taking it back and, um, you know, making a statement out of it. And, um, the other last thing I'll say is recently organizations, and I don't know, maybe even WPKN, nonprofits have been asked to write a statement about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I, I thought that for a while, you know, these words could be, seem hollow you know, uh, if they're not put into action, because actions speak louder than words. But on January 6th, we saw how powerful words are and what they can do, and I realized I needed to commit to my statement, and then I needed to live by it. And one of the things in the statement was that I was going to embrace... Um, having people of any race, uh, ethnicity, gender, or ability be part of our um, the decision making at City Lights. And so, when Claude came to me and said he wanted to do an, uh, an exhibit, I delegated that decision making to him, and then to also a couple artists that supported him to create uh, this second show. But the work, the way it's hung on the show, what's on the walls, Claude really was in charge of that, and. Okay. 
I tell you, it's been an awesome experience to have that and see this young man. And I want to hand it back to Claude. Claude has something he wants to say. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, Suzanne gave me full creative freedom. Um, just I curated the whole show. I even installed it myself. So I really appreciate that. Not a lot of people get that opportunity. But um, definitely the whole purpose of it is just trying to start this conversation, uh, taking this piece of American history, and there's a fine line between um, perpetuating something and questioning something. So I just took those things, and I just want to have this new conversation for also the older generation and the newer generation. So. Um, that's the whole attention thing about the rebranding. That I'm going to be down there sometime between now and the, the exhibit runs through February 24. And this yes. is City Lights. Uh, Suzanne, do you want to give the address for everybody? Yeah, the address is 265 Golden Hill Street. Okay. Bridgeport, Connecticut, 06604. Yeah, and our website is citylightsgallery.org. And our website is citylightsgallery.org. We have a lot of material about the exhibit on there. We're going to have videos ready, too, by next week, so you okay. can see Claude talking about his work as well. All right. Claude Desir, Jr. and Suzanne Katzmar, thank you both very much for joining us today and giving us a lot Thank more you. insight on this. I feel much better about it, Claude, and congratulations on your work, and I look forward to seeing it. I appreciate it. Okay, take care.